If you're searching for a wrestling podcast that's filled with fun, this is definitely David Boy Smith's yeah, fucking moment. Yeah, it is. He fell on his ass. He <laughs> <laughs> fell on his ass. Couple of haters. Couple of haters. Couple of haters. <laughs> wrestling nostalgia. I will take you back to May 26. 1996. It was a stormy night. <laughs> the wind was howling. <laughs> Latest pro wrestling news and rumours. We've heard about the situations between WWE, Sasha Banks and Naomi. And hilarious tangents. This gives us not tangent off. No Samoan spikes. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Tangents! <laughs> then look no further. Join your hosts, James, Stu, and Johnny, and subscribe to Top Ten. Welcome back to part two of episode 21 of Top Ten Buckle Podcast with me, Stu. I'm Johnny. And I'm James. Yeah. We're all cocked and loaded, ready to get back into action again. Well, we've just done episode one. Well, don't ruin it, you know. <laughs> or makes part it, one. Fucking makes it seem like we, you know, that we're putting double the amount of effort into we it. We are it's indeed. Wow. But, um, hello. Don't and get enough off of us back four hours long. <laughs> <laughs> but as always, hello and welcome back to 1988. Hello. Sit back. What the fuck was that? <laughs> Still for a while. Sit back because Top Turn Buckle Podcast is about to take it to the max. Us three mega hunks are about to get rad and gnarly because we are heading back, back, back in time. Word to your mother. Oh, oh. <laughs> uh, there we go. God. So, Fantastic. Yeah, so where are we picking up next? We've got trivia. Oh, trivia, trivia part two. Trivia part two. Right, we have indeed. So, right, so shall we get these cards out? Yeah. From the World Wrestling Federation Express Wrestling Trivia Game, eight hundred questions, ages eight and up, two to six players. Bullshit. Oh, so one to Stuart, please. Oh, Stuart. One to Stuart. You. Stuart. You. This one. So I go. Do I go first? As we explained in part one, because I'm going to have to clearly explain it again to James, because he hasn't got a fucking clue how we're playing this game. James will be... Oh, I'll start that again. James will be reading his questions to Johnny. Johnny will be reading his questions to me, and I will be reading questions to James. And with a possibility of earning two points per question, or going down to one. And just so... All right. Oh, sorry, I've got to be excited when you finish. Sorry, so excited. He's eager. Or if there's multiple choice questions and you uh, answer, sorry, and you wish to take a multiple choice, you'll go down to one point. Indeed. Are we clear? We are. Are we fucking ready? Just yeah. an update on yes. scores quickly before we start. I'm fucked. Stu has three. <laughs> James has 11. And I have 15. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. Actual 15. Actual 15. Not made up 15. Not a bullshit 15 like the last <laughs> time we played this game. Right. Who's going first? I think it was me to... It's you to Johnny. Oh. Okay. Here we go, Johnny. You should get this one. Brett's opponents at the May 1995 In Your House were... Hakushi and Jerry the King Lawler. That is correct. Two points for me. Prick. Sure you have those 
Right. <laughs> you picked them. <laughs> My question to Stew. And this goes in quite well with the episode as well, actually. Oh, God. And we've kind of spoke about this previously. 1988 Survivor Series team had the Conquistadors, Demolition, the Bolsheviks, the Fabulous Rougeos, and what other tag team? I know that one, I know. Can't remember. <laughs> There's multiple choice, I'll have it. There is no multiple oh, choice. I'm, I'm, oh, do you know what? I want to say demolition. I want to guess it. What did you say? Go on, go, go again. What did you say? Demolition. Is that your final answer? Yeah, fuck it. Are you sure? No. Oh, no, because Demolition are actually one of the ones I wrote it. Oh, right? they? Yeah. Oh, I didn't hear you say that, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Forget oh, that. that's fucked that for me, so isn't it? It's Doors, Demolition, The Bolsheviks, The Fabulous Rougeos, and one other team. Do you want me to add three multiple choice teams in? Yes, please. Because I'm special and I need help. I'm going to do this off the basis that I know the answer. Then. I'm going to go with... Just let me think of some tag teams. Think if, of some tag teams, John. So, if you can make it something like The New Day yeah. <laughs> and The Bloodline. The New shows. Day, yeah. The Bloodline, yeah. or The Brain Busters. Oh, The Brain Busters, I think it is. New Day. No. <laughs> brain Busters. Hey, <laughs> Mate, that was hard. That was really hard. I felt sorry for you. Even with the multiple choice, that was hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was even with multiple choice that would have been hard. Yeah. Right, so who's next? It's you two. I get a sympathy point. Yay! <laughs> Cheers, Joe. <laughs> uh, at the nineteen ninety five Survivor series, the first man eliminated from the wild card match was there is multiple choice. Razor and mine. You going with it? Yep. Locked in. Yep. No. British Bulldog. Dean Douglas. Fuck. I liked that match. It was different. The multiple choice ones were Dean Douglas, Psycho Seal, or the British Bulldog. Yeah. Ugh. Okay. God. It was hard, though. I, I, I couldn't even remember Dean Douglas being in the match. Rose Ramon got eliminated quite early, didn't he? Or did I he win it? He, I feel one, like it was... He, he, was on, he was on a team on his own with a load of heels. I feel like Armour Johnson won with someone. Yeah, he did. With, with Shawn Michaels. And Yokozuna? Might have been. And then but, they attacked Yokozuna after. But the reason I picked Razor was is because Razor was on the Hills team. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I know that everyone else's questions apart from my own. <laughs> <laughs> I feel the same, but I don't know anyone else's questions. Right, <laughs> well, it's your question to me, isn't it? The name given to ring announcer Howard Finkel at WrestleMania 9 was? Finkus Maximus. That's correct. Was it multiple choice? Yes. It was. Mm-hmm. Bad boy, man. That was a show off, John. <laughs> fuck yourself. Right. <laughs> I'm not bitter. It's all right. It was announced by Jim Ross at the start of the show. Yeah. <laughs> okay. What was the name... Of Uncle Elmer's bride he married in 1985. Oh, what? Jesus Christ. 
I'm oh, I don't even know that. I don't even know I've never this. heard of him. <laughs> is, it, is there multiple choice? Uncle um, Elmo was a giant like yeah, hillbilly. Yeah, hillbilly Jim. He stuff. married whoever this was on a main one of the first uh, Saturday nights main events. No idea. There is no multiple choice. I've got a clue. You can just come up with any name you like. Um, Something like I don't know. Oh, I wouldn't even know. Dame Edna. The answer is Joyce. Well, of course. <laughs> of course, yes. Yeah. Um, who was she? That's as bad as the Don Pink Wing one. Sorry, but I wouldn't have even I'm calling that. bullshit on these questions. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm getting a modern day version of this game. I'm getting proper dick I'm going to get the other one, the next one up, um, <laughs> from 1997 to 2001. Fuck you, uh, James's question at the 1994 King of the Ring who was IRS's first round opponent Mabel locked in yeah bang on mate yeah boom was that multiple choice no that wasn't it? two One points point. two points for James my poor brain was it two points for James or was it every single points. one of them questions tested my brain to the fucking max like they were insanely mm. hard Right. Final round, isn't it? Final round. One more round. Mm, it's Your James to Johnny. Johnny. One more round. <laughs> that wasn't a question, by the way. That's, you know, <laughs> who was that an impression of? Who was the intercontinental champion going into WrestleMania 6? You weren't listening, were you? You were too See, busy asking me who that was in impression. I'm not being funny. <laughs> I'm not being funny. All Johnny's questions are quite easy. Oh, the Elmer Warrior. Yeah. Was that mobile? That's choice? easy. He's fucking rigged yeah, it, isn't he? Yeah, it's easy. <laughs> Is it, look for marks on these cards. <laughs> the ultimate challenge. Yeah. One point or two. We might as well have two. Yeah, you'll have two. Fucking put yourself down for five, mate. It's fine. We will get fucking door yeah. dink, wink, and fucking... Joyce. Joyce. Yeah, Joyce. Yeah, what is that one all about? Earth a kick. You know. Brain busters. That should be a watch along with Joyce, Uncle Elmer, no. wedding. No. I'm going to... Let's rewatch what Stu fucked up on. Thanks. That, that Brain Busters one's insane. Only, I, I could only just remember that. Yeah, it was quite tricky. Right. And then let's see what Joe. fucking... <laughs> the Intercontinental Champion at the 1995 Survivor Series was I know but I'm 95 yes there is multiple choices I'll have that yeah the bad guy Razor Ramon mm-hmm. Brett the Hitman Hart mm-hmm. or Double J Jeff Jarrett Jeff Jarrett is that your final answer fuck it why not it's Razor Ramon bunch of pricks <laughs> Oh, that was a lot harder than the rest. WrestleMania 6. <laughs> Have we got any more questions to read, or is that all? Yeah, you. Uh, oh, no, 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 that is it. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. That is it. Yeah. Have I got one more? Of... Mm. Oh, yeah, you have. I do apologise. Uh, yeah, my apologies. Who was the first man eliminated from the 1989 Royal Rumble? The first man eliminated. What year? Smash. Bang on, mate. Yes. Boom. Was that two points? Two points. 
Right. Wow. Let's see how that has affected the ever so close score. <laughs> and that was a fucking that that was really hard. The I first was, person yeah, I didn't even know you. I wouldn't even know that. Right. Okay. So at the end of that round, it's definitely changed things around. I think I could be moving places. Stu <laughs> has got four points. Oh, mate. I'm averaging the same as last time. <laughs> James has 14 points. Brilliant. And you've and got myself, 25. Johnny has 20 points. Yeah. I'll tell you what, it's close. It really is close. I reckon you've read it's all these. I have not. I, I'm, hands down, I've never read a single question. Hands, hands down. Answer. You had your hands up. Hands up. You're surrendering. Hands up. Guilty. All right, place your cards in the bag to be released when the game is complete. So then, boys and girls, where are we heading to now? Well, Danhausen Watchhausen. That's right. It's time for Danhausen Watchhausen. And he's been doing that. Um, no, actually, he's <laughs> uh, for once. I'm quite happy to uh, read out that um, he has been quite busy. He's I still. I saw him call someone something like a dickhead the other day. Ah, I'm getting to that. So, um, as always, he's you know unfortunately he's still injured. Um, he's still recuperating, still recovering from the torn peck. Um, but he is still heavily working the convention circuits and also doing a lot more independent toy store uh, meet and greets as well. So fair play to him. However, he has also been promoting the fact that Hookhausen is now available as a downloadable content on AEW Fight Forever game. Oh, yeah, I've seen that, yeah. <laughs> um, Can't you curse people? Yes. Isn't that one of the DLCs that you yes. have to curse people? Yeah. Fucking brilliant. I've, I've, I've been watching some gameplay footage of it on YouTube. It looks fucking awesome. Unfortunately, as much as wrestling games are usually quite fun, I have played it, and it, it, to me it's not that great, which is a real shame. Other people might disagree. I haven't actually played it. <laughs> I have. It's not. It's, it, it's okay. It's, it's, no, it's no, like, amazing... Game. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. like a. It's a bit of fun. Yeah, it's, it's like the old, you know, Raw versus SmackDown games. It's it's okay. It starts off as a bit of fun with some of the like gimmicks and stuff, yeah, but yeah. then it becomes very repetitive and it's yeah. Tekken. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. However, it it has recently taken a bit of a serious tone on um, on Twitter. So um, somebody had. Um, Put a bit of a statement on Twitter saying, and I quote, start identifying who is a player for the roster and which wrestlers are literally taking up space. Guys like Miro, MJF, Wardlow, Ricky Starks and Adam Cole are worth the investment. Guys like The Dark Order, Danhausen, Brian Cage, Action Bronson and others are not and just taking up space. Stop bringing in every WWE cast off and New Japan star that does not bring in huge following. Brackets. Over half a million fans minimum, as it does nothing but take up space. Uh, any of those people who he mentions actually, uh, apart from like maybe Miro, like from New Japan or WWE? No. What's no. the list again that that guy so, read it off? It was Miro, yeah. MJF, Wardlow, Ricky Starks, and Adam Cole are worth the investment. But guys like Dark Order. Danhausen, Brian Cage, Action Bronson, and others are not, and just taking up space. 
But none of them are from... Are any of them from New Japan or no. WWE? No. No. So already, dickhead. You've already shit the bed by that comment. And um, Danhausen replied. Yes, fire Danhausen. He makes the company zero dollars. The person who wrote this is really smart and should definitely have her job writing. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. Uh, and there was also another one. Somebody had also put, I wonder if tagged Danhausen AD will ever actually wrestle in AEW. Danhausen replied, yes, probably when I am no longer injured. Sorry, Dan has Danhausen must have forgotten to tell everyone. <laughs> I think it again we always go on about this. I think the interesting point with Danhausen is I think they could be doing more with him. Yeah. I understand he's not uh I understand he's not active as a wrestler. As such, yeah. But he could be a personality. His personality yeah, is the thing that draws We've said this all before. Yeah. And like, you've got to look Jim at him Curry from... Johnny? Yeah, yeah. Even on commentary or something like yeah. that. Just yeah. anything. You look at him from a fight like that dickhead that said he's taken up a waste of space. He's one of the highest grossing uh, merch sales for AEW. The referee... Uh, I'm sorry, I'm just going to make that on a tangent. Well. Yeah, that looked fucking right. nasty. The referee either is... Very close, mm. but the referee on the rugby game that we're watching either got hit right on the point below the belt yeah. or the bollocks yeah. with a rugby ball, <laughs> yeah. and it looked really painful. It's like no sun in it, but it looked really painful. You know, just a tangent. We, me and yeah. Stu just looked at him and went, ow. Mm. Um, yeah, so like, uh, as I was saying, you know, he's a, he's, he's a commodity. He is a commodity, whether you like it or not. You know, if you don't yeah. like his wrestling, fine, I don't give a shit. I happen to like him. Um, but he is, as far as merch sales goes, one of the big ones. He's a good investment for AEW. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The sad fact is I just, again, and we're, we're just going to keep going over the oh, same no. ground with it, so it's no point really no. with me saying it. It's just I think they should be using him more. Yeah. His personality is the thing that makes absolutely everybody entertains. Manager, and, commentator, yeah. anything, yeah. special referee, cameraman, anything, security. Get him to do something different every single week. See where he's going to turn up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. ticket sales. Yeah, they could just like camera at the beginning of the building. Merch stand. Yeah, he could do it. That'd be great. Food just, vendor. Where's he going to be this time? DX with food vendors. Why can't Danhausen be one? <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm sad. What? But Steve Austin one time was the beer. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. That was fucking great. Where they've had him on the hot dogs and the beer. <laughs> oh dear. <sighs> but yeah, there we go. Danhausen is in the news. Yeah, there ends. Danhausen, Watchhausen. Very good. Very evil. Very evil. I can't do it at the moment. <laughs> I, I, I have. A, I, sometimes I can do it. Sometimes I can't. James is not a performing monkey. No. <laughs> Not today, anyway. So, where are we going next? We are going to the best and the worst of 1988. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and this follows on from part one yeah. of the topic. Uh, so, we can just carry on. We, as long as the listeners uh, uh, know that we have yeah, already yeah. done we've split, the top we've split, three. Yeah, we've started splitting our episodes up in, in two because um, it makes it, one, look like we're doing a hell of a lot more work <laughs> yeah. and two, 
Um, it gives your ear holes something else to listen to. Yeah, and I, I think it also gives James a bit of a break from sitting in front of a computer screen for fuck knows how long editing all this shit. I will edit this out, but yes, it really fucking does. Oh, I'll keep it in, mate. I you work your ass off, mate. That's, that's what I'm bigging you up for. I do. <laughs> um, if it's okay with you two, I'd like to get my one out of the way first because I don't really want to end mine on a shit note. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> um, I didn't pick a best moment because I thought this kind of stood out to me more than anything else and it, it, you know, I think it is a worst moment for, for that entire year um, and it was an event from July 17th 1988 and it was the um, murder of Bruiser Brody yeah um, Bruiser Brody uh, sadly passed away on that day in Bayamon Puerto Rico um, during an altercation in the dressing room uh, loud screams were heard coming. Um, sorry, loud screams were heard by the entire locker room. Apparently, um, Tony Atlas happened to be the one who ran into the showers to find his friend um, holding his stomach, and with Jose Gonzalez holding a blood-covered knife. Um, what I didn't realise about while I was um, reading up on this was because of the area it was in, and with the massive amount of heavy traffic at that time. Uh, it took paramedics over an hour to get to him. This is a really difficult subject to talk about because <coughs> there's a lot of alleged yeah. on this. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, That's we, why I'm just keeping it yeah, short we, and sweet. We, we really do know what was going on. Mm. The problem was even the paramedics have been called into question on how yeah. long they took to get there. Uh, all I can say is that... Uh, I'll wait at this little bit so I'll hear it. What's his name? What's that guy's name who runs that area? The Puerto Rican guy. He's oh, in the 1993 Royal Rumble. Um, it's Carlitos Carly, uh, Carlos Colon? Carlos Colon. The, the problem is that the promoter, Carlos Colon, had an extreme amount of power. Mm. Uh, and there's a lot of things about that case which he obviously... That, that, that's all I'd like to say is that he has an extreme mm. amount of power. Um, there was also another factor that came into it as well, which I didn't realise. Um, as Bruiser, Bruiser Brody was six foot eight and billed at nearly 300 pound in weight, so he could probably take about 20, 30 pound off of it, and that was probably his actual weight. Um, paramedics weren't that big. They really struggled getting him out. Mm. No, which I find that a little bit hard to believe because if they were struggling, I'm pretty sure there were other big guys there that could have helped yeah, or would have helped. So, again, this, you know, speculation, isn't it? Um, it was tragic. It was tragic. Yeah. Because he was a brilliant talent. Yeah, we lost we lost someone who could have. Uh, I I mean, I'd say he could have had maybe five more years. He was. Oh, I think he was within being active. Yeah. Uh, we're talking about from a wrestling point of view. Someone lost their life, which yeah. is awful. But from a wrestling standpoint, we lost someone who I think he was in his maybe forty two, maybe a bit older, forty one, forty two. Yeah, he was. And we could have had some wonderful match. We could have seen him in WCW on the early days or W... I don't know if he'd have ever gone to WWF, but certainly 
Yeah, he's 42. 42, yeah. yeah. Uh, so shame that one. Mm. question. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'd have got that. Yeah. So would I. I think I said it. Uh, it's a shame. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. And it's really hard to talk about when you put something out there because mm. there's so much alleged so for yeah. it. It's also a shame from, you know, a lot of what ifs. Um, a lot of, as we call them, legends of wrestling now held him in quite high regard. Yeah, massively. You know. He was he was the first person in America, or at least when I say this, I mean the first, most important person who was literally a free agent. Yeah. Like yeah. no one could really... No promoter could really control him. Mm. Was he? He was real... Excuse, free, like freelance. So excuse, he, excuse the pun, but they couldn't pin him down. No, he was he was so over mm. that with that character. There was yeah. really hard for anyone to... There was a lot of like people who got stuck in territories or the promoter had a little bit of power over yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bruiser Brody was like almost a megastar unto himself so he could just yeah. go where he wanted and sort of charge what he wanted and go somewhere else. Yeah. He was that, like that in demand. It was, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that, that's... Do you agree? That's, yeah, 100%. That's, yeah. that's kind yeah. of the reason why um, like I'd asked if I could go first. It, it was a really sad mm. moment in that year's history for professional wrestling and I didn't want to go last or go second to read this out because it might you know I didn't want to bring the tone down so yeah yeah. Um, the problem is with a lot of uh, well not a lot of your ones but the one what you picked there is it's really hard to talk about it publicly even yeah. on YouTube because there is so much I mean I don't know if you've seen the dark side of the ring yeah yeah but there's as I say it's so obvious what, what actually happens mm. but at the time and even now in the Puerto Rican area there was no comeuppance for any of it. No. Uh, no. And, and it was all like, they, but it was all corruption. Yeah. I don't care. Right. It was all corruption. They all, you know, they all basically just covered it up, covered covered their own ass, and lied and said that uh, it was self defence. I believe. Yeah, it's a shame. It really is. I'm sure the I'm sure they said the police didn't do anything because the police thought wrestling was real. Right, I see. Yeah, it's just... Um, yeah, it's one of those. Yeah, it's... it's, 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 it's uh, did he ever go to WWF? Did he do anything? No. Never. No, he was freelance completely. Yeah, I can... Like, him and Hogan, he, he could have been a good he, heel He might have gone to WWF under Vince... You know, Vincent K. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He might have gone there like... Once in a blue moon. That's it, yeah. He was that sort of guy, is what I meant. Just turn up for a couple of matches or yeah, something. Yeah, no one no one could actually go, you're sticking with me because you're mine. You yeah. know, like how other promoters were at the time. Yeah. So I was just, re- um, just reading there quickly. Um, see, uh, and I'd completely forgotten about this. Um, so the, the knife, unfortunately, the implement that was used to kill Bruce Brody um, was never... Recovered. Yeah, convenient. Yeah. That's why I'm saying it was all convenient. And also two of the uh, witnesses, uh, part of the witness statements to testify, um, which were Tony Atlas and Dutch Mantel, 
um, the subpoenas sent out to them to take part in this court case were um, mailed 10 days after the trial had ended. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it was all done like that. Mm. And also, also, no one really wanted to speak up because they were in danger themselves. Like yeah. I've, I've heard Dutch Mantel's side of it. Like, he was well aware of what happens yeah. in his mind, but he was stuck in Puerto Rico. He was there. Yeah. And the only person who really challenged them was Tony Atlas. Yeah. Yeah. Subsequently, he was acquitted. Mm. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, um... So, let's, let's lighten the mood. <laughs> that was a good pick. Yeah, yes. thank you. Yeah, very good. Do you right. want to go? I can go if you like. Um, shall I do best or worst? Up to you. I'll do me worst because we can go back onto what we were talking about on the previous episode of 1988. Hmm. And that was the AWA's third annual Super Clash pay per view. Enjoy. <laughs> and you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> So, I've just spared you five minutes. <laughs> yeah, I, I won't really cover the Jerry Lawler, um, Kerry Von Erich match. So I don't think I need to. No. But I'll just talk everything else. Um, so yeah, my first pick is a whole pay-per-view. It's Chicago, December the 13th, 1988. It was a cold winter's night. Yay, we got a winter <laughs> update. That's been a while since we've ever yes. Christmas was in the air. And the AWA were set to hold their third annual Super Clash. But it was pretty clear by this point it was the death of AWA. I don't believe that for a second. They tried hard to pretend to be this major promotion, but they way overshot what they could achieve. It was an absolute disaster. Now, the paid attendance for this show was 1,700. 3,000 tickets were given away for free. Wow. And most people didn't even turn up. Ouch. <laughs> okay, do you want me to go on it? You give out notes and everything. If you want so, to. Right, so basically what this event was, is this event was to attempt to try and compete with Vince. This was going to be every other territory that was still going. Mm. Most territories. It was going to be their WrestleMania. And the idea, which was far-fetched at best, was that everybody would come together and work on creative, all these different territories, yeah. and they would, they would all coexist. And what actually happened was Vince was the winner out of it all because they all fell out. <laughs> so that yeah. none of them could decide. And the reason why I, I kept saying we need to talk about the... Uh, match like the title match later is because that was a huge issue uh, what happened was in that match is that they couldn't decide on who was going to win right until the last minute mm-hmm. and they put a silly stipulation in there of a no DQ match so there had to be a winner yep. and what you had <laughs> in the end was a stupid hodgepodge it, it's very similar to Seth Rollins and the Fiends that's the first thing that came to mind when I yep. watched that <clears throat> But they booked themselves yep. pure in a corner. Yeah, massively. <clears throat> because Lola didn't want to lose. No. And neither did Von Eric mm. because they're both from different promotions. Yep. Yep. So no promotion wants to look like they're weaker than the yeah, other. Yeah. Nobody wants to come across <clears throat> as a lesser. Yep. 
And uh, this happened with most of the matches on the show, yeah. basically. Uh, you can tell when you watch the show that no one really wants to work or coexist. No. Uh, have you seen this show, John? Yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's horrible, isn't it? It it's, is. And, and some of the stuff just doesn't even make sense. Like, I've got a few of the matches listed here. Yeah. You had Wendy Richard and the Top Guns. They beat Bad Company and Medusa in a match where it was announced that both the women's and tag titles were on the line. But really, no one had any idea. The Top Guns were announced as the new champions, but later it was said the titles never even changed hands. No, they didn't because no, none of the matches meant anything because everyone fell out afterwards mm. and didn't go through with the uh, storylines. Yeah. You also had um, Greg Gagne won the vacant AWA title by Countout. Is this the AWA title that Stan Hansen mailed back after he ran it over? I think so, yes. Have you heard that story? Yeah. (laughs) Fair play. (laughs) It's a dick move, but a funny one. (laughs) You had a lingerie battle royal won by the terrorist. I don't even know that is. Janice, wasn't it? No, she won it. Oh, Joyce. Joyce, Joyce, yeah. Oh, fucking joy. I'm watching that, like you. I'm not. (laughs) You had Sergeant Slaughter versus Colonel... I think you should get a bonus point for that. Yeah. yeah, we'll give you half a point. Yeah. We'll, give right. you, no, we'll give you a point. Oh, right, right. I want that put down. I will put now. that down for you. No, right now, before there you go. forget. There we go. Bullshit. Get it on the proper scores. <laughs> I've got to find a page. That's all right. I can Where is it? Where is it? I'm doing some filler music. James is shaking some stuff over there, mate. Done. The cat's just raised his head going, what the fuck are you doing? You'll probably beat the fuck out of me in a minute. <laughs> no, you can continue. Okay. <laughs> so you had Sergeant Slaughter versus Colonel DeBees in a boot camp match that was so bad that it ended in DQ. Oh, Colonel DeBees. DeBees, that's it. Yeah, DeBees. Yeah. yeah, that's fucking crap. Have you it seen that? terrible. <laughs> but the, the commentators were saying that the, the crowd are like shouting USA and everything when they were silent and one woman just shouted, Slaughter, you suck. Yeah. It was terrible. Samoan SWAT team beat Wahoo McDaniel and Manny Fernandez in a really bad strap match that should have stayed like in the 70s or 80s or something. It was it was terrible. Um, and then obviously you had the main event with Lawler and Kerry Von Erich, which was covered before. Oh, it's brilliant. But then following that, you had Ricky Morton and Robert Gibson go to a double DQ against Robert Fuller and Jimmy Golden and at this point, most of the audience had already left the building. Yeah. But the show was considered a critical failure. Uh, Greg Garnier ended up hoarding any of the money the show made. It was just terrible. Absolutely terrible. Horseshit. Yeah. If I could go back in time... I still and- wouldn't go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would. I would go. I probably would go, yeah. But I would if, go. If you had a chance to go back in time or watch Count Duck, you know, which debuted... A few weeks beforehand... Count Dracula. Count Dracula. All right. Yeah. I, I would go because I would... David Jason at his finest. Yes. I just think it would be a clusterfuck of mega proportions to watch. Yeah. But, um, there you go. That is my worst pick. Oh, mate, I'd have had that as my best. <laughs> so I've got quite an interesting one. Mm-hmm. I've got a best and a worst... And they're the same thing. Oh, I brilliant. Right. So, I have the creation of SummerSlam. Right. As the best. Yeah. 
But I also have the worst thing. This is going to be really controversial to mm-hmm. people, but some people might like this event. SummerSlam 88. There was the potential, and I spoke about this earlier, for that yeah. as a new pay-per-view to be really special. Yeah. And I personally didn't think it was. I thought, I thought it was pretty poor as a show. And yeah. I, what I didn't like about the early, and you guys can come in if you disagree, <laughs> what I didn't like about the early SummerSlams is the poor tag team matches that ended them as main events. Yes. So, you know, I, I as a whole, for that era of wrestling, um, SummerSlam, I enjoyed. Um, mm. But I've got to admit, you're right. Well, here's my point on that. Three main events of the first three SummerSlams. Yeah. Right? Is the Mega Bucks versus the Mega Powers. Uh, I think we could have had a rematch of Ted DiBiase and Randy Savage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With Andre and Hulk doing their own thing still. Yeah. Right? 1989, we have uh, Brutus of Barber Beefcake and Hulk Hogan versus Zeus and Randy Savage. Got instant classic written all over it. These are the main events. No, no, I'm joking. Uh, And 1990, we ha- what do we have for 1990? No, 1990 is actually not that bad. It's the cage match. It's the cage really match. The only one that's not that bad, 1991, sorry, we go back to tag team and again, and we yeah. have the match made in hell, which uh, is uh, Colonel Mustafa, yeah. uh, the Iron Sheik when he really can't do anything, yeah. uh, Sergeant Sorter and General Adnan versus the Ultimate Warrior and Hulk Hogan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... The original SummerSlams, the main events, I felt kind of let them down. Yeah. And that's my personal opinion. Mm. It, it might be different with everybody else. But the thing is, it's like you pointed out, what was the other alternatives that we had? You know, there could have been that possibility of a Macho Man versus uh, DBRC. Yeah. Hindsight's you know. a wonderful thing and everything, but I think that it's great that we got SummerSlam. We yeah, got yeah. it to where it was. Look at... Wembley SummerSlam yeah. and SummerSlam 91 with Mr. Perfect mm-hmm. and Bret Hart and some of the matches that we've seen yeah. off of this. But the original SummerSlams were very... Sorry, we've got a punch-up going on at the rugby. <laughs> the original SummerSlams were quite important. They also were filled with matches that only lasted about five, six minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With that, I'm just um, looking through a few of the matches from the first SummerSlam. Just uh, every every match is about six minutes and it feels like they've put about 25 people on the cards. Yeah. yeah. Like, the, like the opening match is really good. It's the British Bulldogs versus the Fabulous Rougeos. Yeah, yeah. which, which goes to a time limit yeah. draw. And then all this, a lot of the other matches are very short, poor matches. Like Rick Rude versus the Junkyard Dog. Yeah. Bad News Brown versus Ken Patera. Yeah. yeah. you got... Fillers. Dino Bravo versus Don Morocco. Yeah, and they all last about four to three minutes. Yeah. Coco Beware versus the Big Boss Man. Oh, in Squash. Jake Roberts versus Hercules. Yeah, it's... Um, That's what I'm saying. Uh, it, it's, it's a little bit of a shame. It, they all feel to me like WrestleMania 7. WrestleMania 7 was another uh, wrestling event 
which I always felt had too many matches on it. They, yeah. They've basically yeah. gone for quantity rather than quality. Yeah. They've wanted to get as many people out as yeah. possible. Yeah. Uh, their biggest highlight, really, of the original show was the Ultimate Warrior. We spoke about this yeah, with Johnny's yeah. one. Yeah. Uh, the Ultimate Warrior comes down as the shock opponent for the Intercontinental title. Yeah. And he wins it in, again, about Record 30 time. seconds. Yeah. Uh, as I say, good and bad in my view. Some people will have me up on that, and that's totally fine. It's a subjective. No, that's fair uh, yeah. I don't know if you guys agree with me that the first few SummerSlams were not that eventful. Mm. Yeah, 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 just from reading yeah. the matches, yeah, they're not. I wouldn't go back and watch some of their matches at all. No. But it was a starting point. Yes, and that's the that's positive. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The positive is we got some. We got SummerSlam, and it leads on to us getting more events down yeah. the line. Yeah. And the Royal Rumble then becomes a pay-per-view. They yeah. add King of the Ring, and then we get our In Your Houses. Yeah. yeah. And SummerSlam becomes the second biggest event of the year. Yeah. So, yeah. 88 is the beginning of feeling the heat, as they feeling said, the heat. in WWF. Yes, feeling the heat. Yeah, good pick. Yeah. Some people would, uh, as I say, disagree with me on that. They'd yeah. say, oh, I love SummerSlam, not yeah. It's controversial. Oh, yeah. That's what we like Controversial opinion. Absolutely. What yeah. do you remember of uh, SummerSlam, oh, yeah? Warrior Honkatong, man. That's the, probably the most memorable match I have from the show. Um, I also remember this This was the first VHS I ever got. Yeah. And With the white backgrounds yeah, and it had Elizabeth it. between the that's two. Right. I've still got it. Yeah. Um, and I remember this time as well, the WF were promoting boxing. Yeah. They were doing yeah. some boxing event or something. Um, but yeah, it's... it's um, that's a trivia, though, Stu. Just quickly, where do, where do you think it was held? What, the first? SummerSlam. Do you know where it was held, John? Yes. Ten years later, it was held in the same place. SummerSlam 1988. Okay. Uh, hazard a guess, obviously, MSG. Well done. All right. You yeah. are. Can I have a point for that? If you want. Like we yes! Be yes! Then we should give it a point. That's worth two. One. Because there was no multiple choice. Yes. Yeah. I, I think what's... The in, comeback is on. I think what's interesting... <laughs> I think what's interesting about that is they actually set, set their stall out quite high for SummerSlam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, WrestleMania was originally at MSG. And then, you know, they did the same thing with SummerSlam. Yeah. Uh, one of the biggest attractions, funnily enough, was that Jesse the Body Ventura was a special guest yes. referee? Yes, he was, and he was being paid off against the Mega Powers. Yep, that was right. that was the yes. thing mm. because in the end, Hogan has to push all a uh, Savage. I can't remember which one has to actually slam his hand down for the win. I think yeah. it's Hogan. Yeah, I think. Yeah, nice, good pick. Yep. Good, well, good. Sorry, good picks. <laughs> so yeah. you've done your best and worst. It's same same thing. You've done your worst. So I've got my best now. Okay. So my best is actually comes from a promotion. Right. A Japanese company known as the UWF. Good. Not to be confused with the US one, Herb Herb Abrams. Abrams so what we're yes. going to do 
we just will put this in. What we are going to do is at one point that is going to be a topic. Yes, because we'll come at some point. Even you don't know a lot about that. Fuck all. Yeah, and that was a promotion that was set up to rival WCW and WWF, and it failed. But if it was run better, it might not have. Do you agree with that, Jimmy? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right, so this promotion would be Akira Maeda's reborn UWF, and it goes on to be one of the hottest promotions of 1988 that goes kind of forgotten about by many people outside of Japan. And a lot of people don't even know about this promotion either. I've never heard of it. Like, at all. <laughs> well, the original run for the UWF ran from 1984 to 1986, and it was formed by wrestlers that had left the New Japan Pro Wrestling. Is this the one that they portrayed as real wrestling? Yes. I know what it is. Did it have Norman Smiley in it when it come back? Um, I can't remember. I know Bob what Backlund it is. appeared in it. Yes, in it's the same one. So it didn't work out that well, but in 1988 they decided to give it another shot. Yeah. And it was now known as the Newborn UWF, Universal Wrestling Federation. Mm-hmm. This company had no TV, the wrestlers had no gimmicks, wrestling was seen as a pure sport. There was clean finishes in every match, even the main event superstars did clean jobs. Now, yeah, their debut show sold out in 15 minutes, taking 92,000 at the gate. Fans even camped outside to get tickets, with 6,000 people being turned away once they sold out. The line formed four days earlier, and wrestlers even hung out with the fans in line, buying them food and drink. Hmm. Now, another show, by the 30-minute mark, the box office had taken $1.5 for their second show. Shit. Uh, and another show was, when all was said and done, the gate took uh, nearly $5.6 million, including all merchandise sales. Just for one show. Uh, A lot of people thought their success was going to be a one-off, but then they sold out the Tokyo Dome in six hours. Mm. Wow. On August the 13th, 1988, Akira made uh, made his match with karate champion Gerald Gordia, I think that's his name, um, sold out the 12,000-seat Coliseum to take 500,000 in the first day. Uh, Akira Mida, if you haven't seen him, um, he started up who started up this promotion was so good at his style and revolutionised the way wrestling was looked at. He wasn't the most charismatic guy in the ring, but he had this aura about him. His kicks were lethal, he was hard-hitting, and he was brutal. Got shit done. UWF made wrestling realistic and forced other promotions such as All Japan to follow. Hmm. So, okay. what's interesting, though, is that for a long time... From my knowledge, and I could be wrong, and mm. I'm sure someone will have me up on it, is that the problem with the UWF in Japan, as I now know fully what it is, is that it actually did tell everyone it was real. Yes. Right. Right? And the problem was it wasn't. That's it. And that's what caused the, prob- the, the fall. Right. Okay. So, in other words, it would be like UFC... Mm. Telling everyone now, we are legit. We're full contact. Then everyone yeah. finding out you're not. Do you know? Do you know what I'm hearing? <laughs> um, what I'm hearing is the only way is Essex. It's all filmed real life. It's not. It's scripted. <laughs> it, the 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 way it's done is I've I've watched a lot. Of this Norman Smiley was there. Yeah. I uh, 
the way it's done is that it's a legitimate competition. Yeah. There's no frills or bullshit. It's pure wrestling. Mm. And, and like, contact fighting. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The problem was it wasn't. So, really, they were just doing wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. they were saying that they weren't. Yeah. That was, was the issue. Yeah, it was fabrication. They were, they were selling something that yeah. the actual and I think, product. I think that, in the end, the fans felt a bit shafted. Right. Right. Like this Akira, who was the runner, the owner of it all and everything, who started everything, he was so stuck in his ways, he had the opportunity to take it to that next step yeah. and to show everybody like what was actually really going on and stuff. Yeah. But behind the scenes, he was such a horrible person that he just refused to do it. And because of that, after all the success that he'd had... With him not changing, yeah, one little thing made the company just not yeah. work. But wasn't that the true idea that to try and bring the uh, kayfabe in the sides of Japan back, where everyone believed it was real? Yes, I think so. Yeah, it was part of that too. Yeah. That's what he wanted to do. But the problem was the cat was already out of the bag, and really, it looked like fraud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. because everyone had been but- sort of. The, the curtain had been raised. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and he was trying to pull the wool over everybody's so he's eyes. He basically yes. still trying to go with the... It's definitely real. My stuff is real. Yeah. yeah. That but, New Japan yeah. stuff's bullshit, but, but my stuff's real. Yeah. Sussed it. Uh, I don't know if they did at first, but they all come to find out. And it's, it's such a shame because they did so well. It they was a good so promotion. If you like serious stuff, yeah. it was... If he'd have come and said, yes... This this is still a form of entertainment, yeah. but it's more shoot style serious. Yeah, 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 with yeah. that, it would have probably worked. But as I remember hearing, he 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 tried to continue to say, "No, it is that's real." The problem, yeah, yeah. yeah. he had the opportunity to tell people what was really going on. <laughs> yeah, and he could still be going now. But um, yeah, he went off to work on another promotion, Rings. I think it was called. Um, and it was the same sort of style, but he never got to the same success. As the UWF ever did. Sure, because I'm, I'm definitely going to... You could, Yeah, this. you can watch it. Some of the matches are really, really, really good. I used to watch that. Yeah. But what a shame. It's yeah. something that was clearly, you know, it, it could I, have gone somewhere. And again, like I might, was. Yeah, again, I might have got those facts wrong, but I don't think I, think I, I have. Much right, yeah. I think that's what happened. I think everyone lost, the fans lost that element of trust because they've been sold something mm. that wasn't. Because I remember in the mid nineties, they actually started showing some of it over here on Sky. You can watch it, yeah, on, yeah. And on YouTube. They you can watch it. Name to I think it was Bushido. That's I think it. They called it. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, and um, I remember watching it on Bravo or something like that. But there is loads of stuff on YouTube that you can find to watch. Oh, look for that. Yeah, there's a, quite a good documentary what, on there as well. What was it called again? It's the UWF Universal UWF. Wrestling Federation. Don't look up Bushido. No. Okay. That's uh, the bullshit eye that I showed you. Right, 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 right. <laughs> okay, well, I'll have a look for that. Cheers, man. Yeah, so, there we go. That's maybe where they got the name from. It could well mm. be, yeah, yeah. So, all that's left is another performance. Well, 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 <laughs> well, 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 well. Hold on, in. hold on there, Skippy. Um, I posted um, something on uh, social media. 
um, a little while ago before we actually recorded, uh, I think a little while actually before I set off the drive around to Jones's. And um, it was, I posted it on our Facebook page because I, I, I just wanted to see the reaction that it got. And um, it's coming. And Leopold said. <laughs> I'll do that again. <laughs> That's what made me laugh. That's the way you went, Leopold said, good. <laughs> so I posted this um, article on um, our Facebook page earlier on. Uh, and as I said, uh, just before I um, left for James's house and drove over here. Um, and it's as it states, interesting facts. Gunther's intercontinental title reign is at 479 plus days uh, with a total of 73 defences. While Roman Reigns' undisputed universal title reign is at 1,127 days and a total of only 49 defences. What's your thoughts? Uh, I think the idea, unfortunately, is uh, regardless of whether we like it or not, is to go back to the style with Roman Reigns as if he's a, uh, he's a spectacle now. Because mm. uh, so apparently it's been 100 days since he's actually appeared. Yeah, I, I think now yeah. he what they've tried to do is make it like more old school. Mm. So if the title's defended, it's usually defended on a heavy pay-per-view. Like it wouldn't be defended on a Raw now anymore. It's yeah. become too big a deal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think people sometimes get lost in that a little bit. Uh the Intercontinental title has always been known as the workhorse title mm. and it's usually the one that they defend on shows. Yeah. So I can see why. I actually quite like the title not being defended that much. I've, I've, I'm quite old school. I get why they're doing it. Yeah. I really do. But this, for me, is just... It feels like a knockoff of Lesnar. Five ten years ago. Well, this should have already. I think this should have already ended. It should, it's, I it, think the storyline could have ended where around the Sami Zayn uh, yeah. Cody Rhodes situation. So, I think it would have been good if it would have ended there. Uh, as it stands, like now, and I, I sort of flip this on its head. Um, going by the uh, masses on social media, and quite a lot of them said, especially on Twitter. If at this point during the bloodline, uh, you know, a year or so down the line, you know, sorry, a year or so in the past, if Roman Reign was was supposed to turn face, the crowd would have fucking lynched him for this. It's gotten stale. It's got boring. And now with 100 days where he hasn't actually appeared or had let alone had a match, the fans are starting to get fucking bored. Because they're solely relying on Solo Sokoa and is it Jimmy? Yeah. Yeah. To carry this storyline. And I'm sorry, it ain't fucking working. I think the the problem is is that uh, they've read the room quite wrong. Mm. I think that everyone around about a year ago didn't care that much about the bloodline. I think mm. the Sami Zayn thing... 
I think the Sami Zayn storyline brought it back. That revitalised yeah, it. Yeah, and, and the Jimmy Uso thing was very good. I yeah. think a trigger should have been pulled. Yes. And you had to do something in the time when it's... It's all right to go, well, we're really hot now, so we're going to carry it yeah. on. When it was white hot, they should have pulled a trigger. Yes. On it and kept it, like, shooting up to the fucking yeah. moon. You could go have gone back somewhere... Top. You could have gone back somewhere with it, but what you've done now is you've made it stale where no one cares again. Yeah. So no one, everyone's just like, is he going to lose that title? Am I going to watch another pay-per-view, a boring match, I, and he's going to really give a shit that he's headlining again? He's announced to be facing John Cena, isn't he? Um, but he's already done it. He's done it. That's what I mean. It's been done. Yeah. Um, do we see... CM Punk coming back at Survivor Series. No. The challenge for Roman Reigns. No. <laughs> do I see him coming yes. back? Yes. Yes. Yes, I do see him coming back at Survivor Series. Yes. Yes, I do. And I don't, but I don't think he's going to go after Roman Reigns. No, I don't. I think he's going to go after Seth Rollins. So do I, because Rollins has dropped, oh, dropped yeah, a couple yeah. of hints, hasn't he? Mm. Yeah. Um, I actually had two people get back to me about this. Okay. Um, we've got uh, Dan David Cox. to put Gunther as a better champion by far, and that's the bottom line. Yeah. I like. I, I love him. I mean, I, li- I liked his work pre-Clash at the Castle. Post. I, I, I love the guy. He can't do any wrong for me at the moment. He can't for me, but I... As much as I'm fed up with it, I kind of get what they're doing. Mm. They've created a megastar out of Roman Reigns. The problem is is that you've got to, at some point, pull the trigger. Now, they've got in these positions before where they've allowed things to get too stale. Whatever they decide to do has got to be done by WrestleMania 40. Yep. If they go over WrestleMania 40 with this anymore, everyone's just going to really lose. They're not going to give a shit. You know. When is the next person to beat is Hogan's record? And that is... Well, that would that would be four years because that would stretch, or maybe four and a half, that would stretch from 85 to 88. Maybe, yeah, because he won it off of the Iron Sheik and he loses it at the main event what we talked about in 88 yeah just sort of trivia that I need yeah. on my fucking things you know the other comment that we had now I like this one uh, it's from Wallace Russell and he puts I love Gunther as IC champion he has charisma he can wrestle and he's definitely a future heavyweight champion or universal champion I love Roman as the champ but now it's just ridiculous. The amount of times he has to fight or appear, get the title off him, give it to a worthy wrestler. The thing is, there's a lot of people that turn around and says, Cody wasn't the right person. I'm sorry, Cody was the right person he to do it with. He was the absolute person to do it. He could have held it. He had the maturity to hold it. Mm. You know, and I think it would have worked. The problem is a lot of people have talked about Jay. Mm. Jay hasn't got the uh, singles experience no. uh, to do it. 
Uh, Cody's had his dad. Uh, he's he's been in the business nearly yep. all around it his whole life. He's almost run a company with somebody. Mm-hmm. Uh, he would have been the perfect corporate man. Yeah. Yeah. If you if you were them as a business person, he's in a suit. He's all right. He's the perfect person to represent you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Whether yeah. we like it or not, mm. he, he's a perfect poster boy, white meat baby face. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you yeah. know, yeah. and I, I've always liked Cody. That yeah, personally, so I'm a little bit biased, but uh, who else could be the Rock? Oh, I, I, do you know off. what? I can see The Rock getting booed in that match. Yeah. If if because one, it's not going to be a good match, right? We've had so many storylines now revolving the bloodline and their family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This was supposed to be like the culmination a year ago, even being talked about what the real uh, head of the table is going to yeah. come back. And deal with the bully, and it's gone on so long. I mean, can the Rock wrestle? No. Is he going to be able to go in there and have that thirty-minute match no. that Roman Reigns has no. been having? No, I don't think he could. That slow burn where it yeah. turns into pure drama at the end. Is he no. going to be able to do that? I'm not sure. No. As much as I personally like the Rock, I do, but I don't want to see him back. Yes, um, I don't know. Can't, but where'd you go if you put the title on the rock? That's it. Right. What, what was run. the payoff for making yeah. Roman Reigns champion? Yeah. And then who would the rock lose the title to? Because you should anoint. If you build someone up on the way out after that person's been built up, the person who actually vanquishes that champion, that he should get that rub. Yeah. You know, and... and that th- This is the person that's going to go down as being the guy... That took that long reign off of reigns, off of reigns, yeah. And you're going to give it to the Rock, a fifty year old, fifty odd year old megastar now, for a couple of months. Who, who will just fuck off back to Hollywood. I'm yeah. not being horrible, but this that is, is what he'll is. do. Yeah, that's how it is. And uh, what was the whole point in it then? Yeah, unless they bring Brock Lesnar back again, <laughs> another match. Lads of F3 matches. <laughs> no more. No more. Ah oh, dear. There's only one person who can do it. Whether anyone. Like so or not, potentially, yeah, potentially two. Johnny Rego, <laughs> Gunther, yeah, could do it, mm-hmm. and so could Cody Rhodes. Yeah, they're the only two. There's no one else on that roster now because we've lost somebody, sadly, mm. who would have had a reason, yeah. a legitimate reason, and not he had not faced, yeah, unless you bring someone in from another company. Mm. What do you think? I don't, I don't know. Um, You're not that passionate over this. I am. I just, I don't know. I just, <laughs> I, I agree with everything you say. I, yeah, it is. Well, you know, you're, you're saying that, yeah, 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 but your face is, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just, yeah, I just don't know who it could be. Like you said, The Rock, if it was The Rock, he would just go back to Hollywood. It is would it, be pointless. What yeah. you've got to look at is, what is it? would he need it? No. It's it's you you make like, a lot of money at WrestleMania with The Rock. Yeah. What's the right. same putting John Cena back no, in the frame? About, What's the fucking point? I was about to say John Cena give the title to him, but then it's the same thing again. Same thing, he's going to fuck off back to But what, you got, what, what they've got to do is look at who's the next man. Because Reigns, when he loses that title, he's going to go. Mm. 
Let's yeah. be honest, he's going to go. Yeah. He might come back part-time. He'll probably, yeah, he'll take some time yeah. off for a while. He won't he's, see him for a while. Oh, I think he'll go into films. Yeah, so do I. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think he'll With go... With the stipulation that he doesn't cut his hair. Yeah, I think he'll do the same <laughs> fucking thing that uh, John, John Cena and The Rock have yeah. done. One last thing I wanted to bring up. Yep. Um, I haven't watched the actual full pay-per-view, Wrestle Dream. Um, however, I have actually, I've only watched one match, which was Brian Danielson and Zack Sabre Jr. Have either of you two watched it? Yes. I haven't watched the match, but I've watched mostly everything else. Well, well James has watched it in full. What did you think? I thought Zack Fucking outstanding. What a match. I was expecting it to be. What so, an absolutely amazing match. I think the thing is, and this is this is what I've noticed a lot, and again, I always say quite controversial stuff. Probably. Mm, yeah. uh, if AEW get it right, they get it really right. Yeah. If they get it wrong, they completely fuck it up. Yeah. There's no in-between. <laughs> They're a yo-yo. Like, yeah, there's no... Do you know what I mean? Yeah. There's no in-between yeah. where you go... Well, that weren't too bad, that. Mm. It's either, oh, fuck, CM Punk's <laughs> fucking Don't shot off on the company and caused a catastrophe and Jack Perry's fucking done this and all that, or you get, like, a mega amazing event mm-hmm. and there's never, well, that weren't too bad. Yeah. They need to get to, they need to get it. well, that weren't too bad and that was amazing. Yeah. Instead yeah. of having these big... Do you, know how, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what fucking so-and-so in the back did <laughs> to so-and-so yeah. like that? And, you know, or make a silly gimmick match and the fucking things all break in the yeah. middle. <laughs> and poor Eddie Kingston has to sort of pay the price and yeah. fucking lay there. <laughs> well, I'm With talking... middle finger. <clears throat> yeah. Good old Eddie. I'm talking about that explosion. No, I know. Oh fuck! Fuck you, know. But that's my like take on yeah, AEW. Yeah. Either either it's stunning, mm. which, or it's not. Which this match was. Yes, it was fucking amazing. Absolutely amazing. It's weird when I see Saber Junior. I always remember meeting him when he was like seventeen years old. Really? Yeah, I had a match with him. But no was, way! Yeah, he did. Yeah. Holy shit! You didn't yeah. like him, did you? I didn't like Marty Scroll. Oh. I hope he's not listening, but... Um, <laughs> yeah. Apologies to Marty Scroll. Um, yeah, it was tag match them two against me and... I can't remember who I was with. Johnny Storm, I think. Okay. And, yeah, Zack Sabre Jr. had this black long hair down to Rio, these really tight, like, little shorts on. And he was really skinny. Holy yeah. shit, man. Yeah. There was someone who wrote in the comments that he sounded like me on a rant. He does a little bit. Really? I can't remember who it was. I think it was Billy. I think he Someone said he sounds like James when he's on a rant on the podcast. (laughs) Whoever that was in listener, lad, let us know. I think it was Billy. (laughs) (laughs) I thought the other day when I was watching the press conference, I thought I did sound like you. But when I'm off on one. That needs to go on a t-shirt as well. (laughs) Oh, so yeah. He's oh, quite eloquently, eloquently spoken, I think, when he's on a rant. He's usually like, <laughs> yes. well, fucking yes. Like that, so I quite like that. Yeah. 
Oh, right. Um, right. Okay. Um, next up, we have a fun fact from 1988. <laughs> okay. Did you know that Jimmy Hart and the Ultimate Warrior were on their way to the, 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 to, the Daytona Beach? That's the one. Yeah. Following a show and stopped <laughs> at a convenience store, where yeah. an escaped convict pulled a gun on Jimmy Hart. The Ultimate Warrior strolled up, not realising the gun. The guy had a gun, and asked if there was any trouble. The story goes, the guy pointed the gun at the Ultimate Warrior and told Jimmy Hart he was going to shoot Warrior. But then, saw Warrior and he saw Warrior left the keys in the car, so he stole the car instead. Either the convict flipped the car and died 16 miles down the road, or police chased him, which led him to flipping the car, and then he died trying to escape the police. It's unclear. What the case? Yeah. How is that a fun fact? <laughs> it's, not, it's not that fun. It's not it's fun. fun. No, it's not a fun fact. Do you know what? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? That's like turning around and saying, "Oh, watch this brilliant entertaining <laughs> film at the weekend." Oh, what was it? Schindler's List. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, it was yeah. really confusing as well. I don't yeah, know if it's like watching the rugby. I was wondering where the fun element of this was <laughs> yeah. coming in. I think it was just now, with Jimmy and the Elmer Warrior. I know that I've oh been. My God. I know. I know. I've been watching the rugby, right? but we need to. At some point, we've been putting these films on the list, and I told you guys about that film. Yeah. Did anybody look that film up? It's so fucking bad. No. What was it? The Elmer Warrior. The one with the Elmer Warrior. Oh, no, no, I haven't. Oh no. my God. No. no, I will do at some point. We still I need to do. watch. Sting it's the movie. about. Yeah, we do. Don't ruin it for me. No, I'm going to tell you just what it's about. This right? is another tangent. Do you know how many of these fucking things we've had tonight? We'll, we'll, oh, let's hit some of them. No one would have made it this far. <laughs> they don't hardly do anyway. Uh, but what it's about is there's a cure for AIDS, right? Yeah. What? Yeah, right. And But these, there's this... One group of people who have this cure for age, and they live in like a place where there's no rules or no law, and then there's this normal part of the uh, world, right, or country that has laws mm. and things like that, and they have to go for some reason, which I still haven't worked out, right? They have to go into the place where there's no laws and fight in a like, you know, like sort of. Uh, you know, best of the best two, yeah, oh, when yeah. they do the underground yeah. fight thing, they have to go and fight in there. And I don't know why, because this is about, like, science. And the ultimate warrior is in it, right, as one of the big, like, champions. Right. But he's called the swordsman, and he uses the sword. So he's got all these muscles and everything. You expect him to be a big motherfucker who picks people up and throws them about. But he's actually a so master the, of... they've given him the Conan treatment. Well, he, he's, like, good with a katana. Oh, right. But he's got all these muscles. He looks like a hard motherfucker that... And then he pulls out a sword. But he doesn't need the sword because it looks like he could rip someone's head off anyway. And you need to see this. <laughs> <laughs> at what point... All right, at what point did you still think you were selling this film to us? <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> What year was this made? 1993. It's supposed to oh. be a cross between, and anyone out there who's got this fire who's in it, 
you can let me know if I've got I've totally got the story wrong because it felt like I was on acid when I was watching it, right? <laughs> so like the story is not even really involved. You know, right. one of them sort of films. It's got, yeah, it yeah, goes yeah, past yeah. the point of what it started out. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's it needs to be watched by okay. soul. Right. Sitting oh, here, so I'm in. Yeah, what is it called? Oh, I forgot what it's called now. I put it in the chat to you guys. I saw like some of it. I right. couldn't watch all of it, so I'd skip it. That's probably why I didn't get the story of is it. it Firepower. Yes, that's it. It's a cross between Demolition Man and Judge Dredd. That's what they say. I think the whole movie is on YouTube. Yes. Right. <laughs> this needs. To, we're going to have to post the link for this on YouTube. Yeah, we will do. Yeah. Like yeah. out of interest, Johnny, what what does it say us about? Have I like got it anywhere close? This near is resting related. Tangent thirty-two, please. <laughs> In the near future, street You've gangs. You've done nice tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, near future, street gangs. Near future, street gangs have their own city zones where cops can't go. Yes, Two t- tough cops are sent undercover in one of them to investigate an illegal cure for AIDS. Yeah. Much Pretty good. much nailed it then, didn't wow. I? Yeah. Yep. In the year 20, 20, no, 2007, crime has risen. <laughs> uh, yeah. Just two men triumph against all odds in the hell zone. Alive, or will they pay with their lives? I don't really know why the cure for AIDS is in the hell zone. <laughs> That's what I didn't get. Like why there's a, a fight pit in the science area where they've made a cure for AIDS. Like why you battle to the death in that area. <laughs> we need to watch it. Yeah. We do. Maybe you guys can figure oh, it out. Oh, while yeah. I, you know, We'll watch it. But when I was watching it, oh, I'm not going to spoil too much, but, like, nearly everybody died in it. And I was like, what's... Spoiler alert! Yeah. Well, I haven't said who, but, like, you'd have characters in it, and you'd get used to the character being in it, and then be dead. (laughs) (laughs) You'd be like, oh, right, that person who was the assistant, or the cameo person, is now the star. So, how many Oscars did this win? Uh, 2000. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, a warrior doesn't say one word in it. He doesn't need to. No. Because he's a warrior. Um, okay, so uh, let's get back to the actual fucking <laughs> podcast. Um, next up is... Um, oh, fucking what is going on tonight? What is God, going on? I don't know. Like, just fucking hell. Um, <laughs> I don't... Like, what the fuck? <laughs> um... Yeah, our, our next um, segment, uh, penultimate segment, is um, Johnny Oakey Part 2. Yes, this was requested by Daniel Willingham. Right, I've got to stop you right here. <laughs> That's not entirely true. What Johnny interpreted was not what Daniel Willingham actually asked for. <laughs> so, so what did Johnny read? Well, he wanted Mr. Perfect from the WrestleMania album released in 1993... And I thought he wanted it in the style of Frank Sinatra. No. No, he didn't. No, he did not. No, he did not. He picked something even better. He picked Frank Spencer. <laughs> <laughs> now, 
fucking too mixed up. I cannot do Frank Spencer at all. You know, actually, Frank Spencer or sorry, Michael Crawford is a very, very well respected stage. Yeah, he's just Phantom of the Fucking Opera. Yeah. Phantom of the Fucking Opera and everything. Yeah. He's quite the big award winner. I'm surprised they never came back and done another series of... Was it some other... Yeah. Why? I love that. He was killing it on Broadway. Why would you want to come back and do that? I don't know. I thought Frank Spence was amazing. It's funny. I used to like him when people used to have a game and he used to go... Oh. Just go... Right, so I've got two things I can throw into this song. Ooh, and oh, Betty, there's only two things I can take from it. Well, I'm afraid that you have to take these challenges on. Oh, I know. You'll take them on the chin, mate, like normal. So it's. uh, (laughs) I'm cutting half of this out. (laughs) Anyway. So, yeah, it's it's somehow turned into Frank Sinatra, Frank Spencer, and Frank Butcher. Just What's the Because oh, it's, it's Frank. It's, it's, it's all Frank. Because he wanted me to do Frank. It's like Frank Amigos, isn't it? You know, Frank, Frank, and Frank. So mm-hmm. Frank, he does what is it? Oh, what is it? Oh, don't do this to me, Pat. So that's all. So I've got. Don't leave me, Pat. Oh, Betty. Oh, and fucking migrate. <laughs> Where was the Frank Sinatra impression in all I that? It would just be the style of the. In the, the tune of Frank oh, Sinatra. Okay. This is right. fucking great. I'd this love is, to listen to this. <laughs> this has got gold written all over it. <laughs> this, has, this podcast oh, is going to be amazing. i tell you what, if we, if, after this episode, if we're not up for, you know, Podcast of the Year Award or something like that, you know. I'd listen to this. I, mate, seriously. Now, do you know this Mr. Perfect song? No. From the rest of you got the CD, haven't you? What? Is that the one you bought me? No, I think my James got you, I think. Uh, Oh, I don't think I got that far. <laughs> I don't remember it being a Mr. Perfect one on this. Just, I think it's just called Perfect. Oh, I it's just the only him. one that I know is uh, Perfect Friend. Now this one, he's basically just talking a promo. I've heard that the one, Stu. No. That's much a man range. I need savage. to do one of his songs at some point. I was going to buy you his album. I'd like that. Yeah, I know. That's why I didn't get it. Yeah, go on. Right. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's about like the sixth track into the album of WrestleMania. It's Mr. Perfect. Oh, I've heard this, yeah. Yeah, and the track is called Perfect. It I just think. keeps going unperfect. Well, there's a few extra bits to it as well. Is there? <laughs> there is a, it's pretty much a promo that he cuts in the middle of it. I'd probably like Spaz Stay with that point or something. <laughs> right. Oh, I don't know how this. I didn't know how last, the last one was going to go, and it actually went all right. The last one was amazing. I don't know about this. I bet you we listen to this podcast, but I bet it's one of the funniest ones I've ever done. <laughs> But, um, you know the ones that seem like they're shit. When I listen yeah. to them back, they're fucking hilarious. Well, as I've said many times now, that you know when this segment actually started, I was fucking dreading it. <laughs> I absolutely hated it. Um, but I am a changed man. How did this start? <laughs> uh, um, slam jam. Oh yeah, yeah. You're reading slam jam, yeah. Right, I think. yeah, yeah. And it's just kind of gone on from there. It, yeah, I, I am now. Life. I am now a Johnny Oakey fanboy. <laughs> <laughs> I want my own segment to start up where we get this uh, rude you spam. Yeah. No, rude spam. Oh, rude spam. Yeah. Huh? Rude spam. You know what we're talking about, the rude spam Oh, section. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yes. yeah yes. rude dick. Rude. <laughs> yeah. I need to make a song up about that still. That's for the album. Get to the fucking point. <laughs> right. Frank Sinatra, my way. In the style of Frank Sinatra, Frank's... 
Spencer. I was going to say Frank Skinner then. <laughs> yeah, why not chuck another Frank in there? <laughs> yeah. Don't um, forget Frankie goes to Hollywood. Yeah, right. This, this, oh, I don't know how this, this is going to be fucking awesome. This is going to awesome. be terrible. If, right, if you want to tune out right now, you feel free because you really can. No, you're not allowed. Don't tune out. <laughs> just yeah. go on. Hit oh. that like button. Right. There we go. Do 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 it doesn't get any better than this pack. <laughs> bottom line. Ba, 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 bottom line. Pack. <laughs> There's only one Mr. Perfect. Oh, <laughs> everyone knows it's me. The greatest wrestler, pet. <laughs> the greatest athlete, pet. <laughs> The World Wrestling Federation <laughs> has ever produced. Oh, Betty. Mr. Perfect. Mr. Perfect. Mr. Perfect. Who is it? Perfect Pat. <laughs> Mr. Perfect. Mr. Perfect. Mr. Perfect Pat. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. I don't know oh. how's Frank Bastard coming Dad into for it? wrestling. I'm fucking true. And that's what I do best. <laughs> I'm perfect. I don't know what that was. <laughs> this is gone. But if you want to fix it up says. and you want to have a fist fight, <sighs> I can run faster. I, I can it. jump higher. <laughs> I could do anything, Pat. I just want to know what Frank number <laughs> Oh, you know why? Oh. <laughs> I don't know what that was over. That was definitely Sinatra. That's because I am what I say I am. I'm perfect. Very good, Johnny. I have I have a question as well. Mm. Oh please. <laughs> right. Where do you get the lyrics from please? I either have to a lot of the time they're on Google so you can kind of find them. It takes really? a little while sometimes, but other times I have to listen to it and actually write them down. What crazed mind has actually like written them down? <laughs> I don't know. That I didn't enjoy. Simon Cow. Yeah. I, I, I bet that. you that one sounds good, it's back. I don't know. I, 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 Frank Sinatra. I don't um, know. Frank Skinner. Frank Spencer. <laughs> Frank Skinner. Frank Spencer. I don't know. Where this is the craziest in. episode we've ever done. <laughs> oh, still, we just lost a fucking plot, haven't we? Oh, dear. Um, right. Well, it, it leaves us just with one final. I've watched final. the whole rugby game while this is going on. <laughs> Once again, um, I'm just going to read out our social media um, pages for you to get involved, contact us with any questions, suggestions, or just to let us know how your day's going. So um, reach out to us on Instagram at instagram.com forward slash top.turnbuckle podcast, uh, Twitter at t underscore turnbuckle pod, 
uh, Facebook forward slash Top Turnbuckle Podcast and TikTok at Top Turnbuckle Podcast. Yes. And Johnny will be getting a grinder soon. Yes. Yeah, I'm going to get grinder. I'm yep. going to get them all. <clears throat> and finally, uh, going to go on to announce our next topics for episode 22. And we did have um, a little... Yeah, we we fucked. Yeah, we we fucked up big time. Oh, I say we. It was me. Let's have another tangent. Yeah, (laughs) one final tangent. So I was adamant that it was my pick for the uh, episode twenty-two. It's not. My pick should have been to episode twenty-three. I hope the watch along is a film. No. Oh fuck. Um, So Johnny very kindly said, "You know, as you've done them, you have them. I'll have the next one." So thank you very much, Johnny. That's all right. Um, So our top three. For our next episode on episode 22 is going to be our top three best interferences. I already know what these are, by the way. I've already spoke to Stuart. <laughs> yes. Our best or worst moment is going to be both. It's going to be a best and worst moment. And it's going to be a best and worst from NXT TakeOver 2017 War Games. Okay. Who was in that? I can't remember. Neither can I. Well, aren't you in for a fucking surprise? I'm trying to remember. Um, and I'll it. rewatch because I'm fed up of watching shite. <laughs> oh. It's going to be from Survivor Series 1995 and it's a WWF Championship match between Diesel and Brett the Hitman Hart. That's a great match. I could yeah. do that right now. Well, you're not allowed because <laughs> this is episode 21 part two, so fuck. It's an amazing table smashing match. Brett goes for the table. It's one of the first table smashing. Also, (laughs) (laughs) also, they start by taking the the things off of the uh, fucking turnbuckles. Yeah. Yeah. You mean our logo? Yeah. From the top turnbuckles? Yes. The pads off of the turnbuckles. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Clearly, they stole that off us. It's a shame on you two because, you know, uh, Kevin and Brett do listen. And it ends with a roll-up by Brett the Hitman. Shut the fuck up! <laughs> but also... Uh, you, I'm going to shit all over your next <laughs> pick, you fucking bastard. And as James had the last pick for the song, the sing-along, you get to pick it's the mine. next one. Yes. I will let you know in due ooh, course. Ooh, okay. So finally, it just leaves us with a thanks for, get, thanks for getting involved. Thanks for everyone that took the time to actually uh, reach out to us. Listen to uh, us. Uh, and I apologise in advance for our drivelling and tangents because, fuck me, there's a lot in this episode. I'm sorry. James <laughs> has really got his work cut out for him for this episode. As, as, Half of it, I think, is yeah. me because I'm not really paying attention. And, um, yeah, thanks <laughs> Thanks, over, thanks more so for listening. Thanks for having a long attention span. Fucking hell. It's two parts. Yeah. It is two parts, yeah. yeah. So, that goodbye. was funny. So they can Shut the fuck, fuck up. You're trying to fucking <laughs> shut this one out. <laughs> goodbye from me, Stu. Goodbye from me, Johnny. And goodbye from me, James. See you later, guys. 1988, we're out of here. Booyah.